Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. What do we have to talk about today? Uh, nothing. Slow We've down. got football. We got free agency. We've got the Phoenix freaking Suns. And has the NCAA tournament started in your mind? No, but it starts tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hypocritical take there. Yes and no. I mean, it's hard to get jacked up for these first four games, but... You know, you win and you're in the field of 64. Congratulations. I, I cannot let my brain say yes. The tournament begins before Thursday. I can't. Thursday morning is when, in my head, the tournament will always begin. I don't care if they expand to 168 teams and start at the previous Sunday. It's always going to begin on Thursday morning for Yes, me. yes. I've always kind of felt the same way, too. There used to be, and I, th- I, I really, I'm, I fear that that magic, that, that opening morning magic has kind of dissipated a little bit. That Thursday morning of the tournament used to hit different. You know why it used to hit different for me? Because before I got into this business, I'd call in sick to work. And right, and you were doing you were doing screwdrivers at six a.m. Right, I got well, you. Nope. The two possible reasons: one, people don't follow college basketball like they used to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two, people can now bet on anything all the time. Ding 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 ding. ding. The, the tournament used to be the yeah. one time of year where yeah. anybody, no matter uh-huh. what, you know, used to do the the pools and stuff. Now between fantasy sports and online betting and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. It's not that special right. anymore, right. but it's still great. You're right. Everybody in the media always told the same story that Sally in accounting would always exactly. win the pool. And everybody that's, was like, who is Sally? That's and why does case. everybody have an accountant named Sally? That is still the case. It is the case. Everybody still does office pools from what I can gather and just talking to people uh, you know, in, in different occupations. Mm-hmm. And my advice to them is always the same because people are always like, who do you like? I was like, why are you asking me for? Yeah. I finish in last place every single year. It doesn't matter if I follow college basketball or closely or, not. or I don't. So don't yeah. follow it. Yeah. Throw a dart. Yeah. Pick the best mascot. Yeah. Well, listen, Wolf's cracked the code. He goes with some system where he wins every year. Strict VP. Why doesn't everybody? do this. Uh, the odds because of Nate- then we would all have the same results. Good point. The, and, <laughs> right, and then you'd never pick the teams that you actually cheer for. The um, I, I didn't know this. The odds of nailing every 60, uh, all 63 games in a tournament, oh. one in 9.2 quintillion. Do you remember... Um, <laughs> quintillion? Wait. I'm going to put five bucks on that. That's a good name Buffett. for a band. Quintillion. Go ahead. Warren Buffett, what was this, five, six years ago, yeah. had a thing where if you had a perfect bracket, 
you would get one billion dollars. One billion dollars. And it seemed insane that he was running that promotion until you realize it is impossible to get a... Well, here's the other thing. happened before. Here's the other thing. In 2019... A, an Ohio neuropsychologist nailed the first 49 picks of a tournament before flaming out in the Sweet 16. Uh, Could you imagine that? No. no. Getting every game right into the Sweet 16? I didn't get any games wrong in 2020. That's the only year. Yeah, me too. I was perfect, perfect that yeah. year too. Um, can we, uh, as a show, yeah. can we have our own little competition just for pride's sake? We'll we should. We really probably should yeah. do that. Can somebody print up some hard copy? Can we go old school like that? Yes. It's easier for me. Yeah. And I'll, right. I'll do the tracking. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. 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 Jared, before I get you to start the show, uh, do you know what time Tori Craig got to bed last night? No. 2.30. Start the show, Ferret. <laughs> Tooth Bust. 30. Stories making waves in the sports world. Bus Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. 2.30. We're tooth, like Tooth Gunny. Am tooth. I right? Tooth Purdy. <laughs> Another frustrating night for the Suns. They dropped their third straight. This one of the Milwaukee Bucks, 116-104. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. Some amateur dentistry. Uh, the Suns uh, fought valiantly and took a three-point lead in the fourth quarter on a three-pointer by Cameron Payne with 10.47 left. They would extend that lead to three on two other occasions, but they ran out of gas. They got outscored 31-20 to in the fourth. A quarter during which they shot just 35%. Devin Booker had 30 in the loss. They fought to 37 and 32. Uh, and the Suns back in action tomorrow night at Footprint Center as Paolo Bancaro and the Orlando Magic come yeah. to town for their yeah. annual visit. Yes, a lot to get into last night from the officiating with Giannis to the Tory Craig loses a tooth to DeAndre's fourth quarter to the performance of Monty Williams. Jay Crowder's return. Oh, him. Jay Crowder. I love that guy. Uh, last night in the NBA, the West leading Denver Nuggets lost their fourth straight. They fell on the road to Toronto, 125-110. to Fred Van Vliet, my new hero, 36 points for the Raptors. <laughs> Lakers hit a franchise record 15 three-pointers in the first half on their way to a 123-108 road win at New Orleans. Anthony Davis, 35 points, 17 rebounds. Malik, uh, Malik Beasley knocked down seven threes in that uh, game for the Lakers. But but now that the LA is, LA is surging and they're trying hard to get to the playoffs and they're feeling it, and Anthony Davis is playing the best basketball of his life, and now he's going to take the night Night off, any back for, to back games. Yeah, for 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 pre-scheduled load management, for eyebrow maintenance. <laughs> Mikel Bridges scored thirty-four points, but Brooklyn lost at Oklahoma City, one twenty-one to one hundred seven. SGA had thirty-five for the Thunder. Another day, another huge free agent loss for the Arizona Cardinals as cornerback Byron Murphy is leaving to sign a two-year, twenty-two million dollar deal with the Minnesota Vikings. He was limited to just nine games last season, finished with thirty-six total tackles, but had a memorable fumble return for a touchdown in the Cardinals' Week 2 overtime win in Las Vegas. The Cardinals' cornerback room currently consists of Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, Christian Matthew, Jace Whitaker, and Josh Jackson. 
We'll have a lot on that today. Oh, yeah. Cardinals made some signings official on Tuesday. Offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham coming back on a two-year deal. As is veteran kicker Matt Prater and running back Corey Clement back on a one-year contract. The Cardinals also reportedly signing uh, linebacker Kaiser White from the Philadelphia Eagles, 26 years old. Spent the first four years of his career with the Chargers before helping the Eagles to the NFC Championship under then-D.C. and now Arizona head coach Jonathan Gannon. 110 total tackles last year. Uh, reported to be worth $11 million over two years. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network is reporting uh, yesterday afternoon that the Cardinals are also bringing back free agent guard Will Hernandez on a two-year, $9 million contract. The Las Vegas Raiders traded tight end Darren Waller to the Giants for a third-round pick. Elsewhere, Colts are releasing Matt Ryan, their quarterback, after a, oof, a rough season there. Philadelphia signing running back Rashad Penny from the Seahawks and the Detroit Lions are inking running back David Montgomery of the uh, Bears, Bears to a new contract. Uh, the league year gets underway today. One o'clock. Happy league year. Well, it's it really for a football fan. Adam Schefter said this this morning and I'm like, wow, I've never heard that before. And that's really, really cool. He just said, happy new year. Yes. And for a football fan, <laughs> that's that kind of what this is. I heard that too. Uh, former defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore on the move as the Colts have traded him to the Cowboys. The Arizona State Sun Devils are uh, making their third NCAA appearance under Bobby Hurley. Uh, all three starting in the first four. That's where it starts tonight in Dayton against the Nevada Wolf Pack. Devils come in 22-12. and 12. Nevada out of the Mountain West Conference, coached by Steve Alford. Does he still feather his hair in part of Tumblr? 22-10. Tonight's game gets underway at 6-10. You can see it on True TV. You can hear it beginning with pregame coverage at 5-30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98-7. Uh, last night... Texas A&M Corpus Christi beat Southeast Missouri State in the matchup of the schools with the longest names ever. 75-71 in a first four battle. Then Pittsburgh edged Mississippi State 60-59 in the 11 seed matchup. Coyote, there's one thing you can count on in Valley Sports right now. It's that the Coyotes will win. 4-3 overtime win over the Flames. Travis Boyd doing the honors on the overtime game winner for the Yotes, who again got two goals from Clayton Keller in the victory. Connor Ingram, 42 uh, saves for the win. Four Connor is the home. new hot NHL name, by the way. Yeah, Connor McDavid's about to get into scoring territory area with Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky, and this Connor Bedard guy mm-hmm. is like the next this, the next guy in line. Let's Connor hope that there's not a thing where every few years the Coyotes get screwed out of a guy named Connor in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> might be the pattern. Sarah Connor, the uh... Carol O'Connor. <laughs> Archie Bunker. The Yotes homestand continues tomorrow night against Vancouver at Mullet Arena. D-backs fell in Cactus League play 7-6 to the Giants. Same two teams at Salt River Fields at 110. The other half of the D-backs will take on the Brewers at Salt River Fields tonight at 640. Canada shut out Columbia 5-0. Mexico nudged Great Britain 2-1 in the World Baseball Classic at Chase Field. They nudged? Mexi- they nudged them. <laughs> Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. all tied at 2-1 in pool play heading into today's Stressful final day. And Israel only lost 10 nothing yesterday. <laughs> did they get, oh, hey, did they get any hits? Uh, they did get a hit. Wow, good what? for them. Uh, Team USA finishes out full, uh, pool play at Chase Field tonight with a match against Columbia at 7 o'clock. There you go. There's your splash for Wednesday, March 15th. Coming Let's do up it. next, it's a losing streak for the Phoenix Suns. Remember when Kevin Durant played for the Suns? <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, we'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports.
campaign gave us a great lift. Um, Jock gave us a great lift. And it's it's good for us. You know, without Kevin, that's a championship quality team. They've won a title. Um, they play a certain style, and they played it the whole game. I thought we got a little tired uh, down the stretch. I played book way too many minutes, but we needed his offense um, the whole game. Yeah, I said to uh, Dan Bickley mm-hmm. off the air in preparation this morning and the rest of the crew in the pre-show meeting, uh, last night, basketball fans in the arena and anybody who watched that game last night, you got a glimpse of the next NBA champions. Go Suns! And it was not the team wearing the turquoise uniforms last oh, night. Oh, bummer. It was the team wearing, I don't know what color that is, like a greenish black. It's a nice color. I, I, I like that color. I'm not yeah. quite sure what it is either, but yeah. it's, it's, it's I don't interesting. Know how to describe it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to No, come to on. Win. It's Milwaukee. Don't you remember? Ma, ma, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I may Milwaukee. or may not have thrown in a couple of Milwaukee's last night Did on, you? The, on the PA. <laughs> Uh, that team is that team built yeah, listen, to win a championship. I'm completely with you. They're, they are so they are so defensively locked in. They are so elite defensively. They just they can just put you in jail. Yeah, and then they do. Okay, and and the Suns are you know listen. This is this has been an issue that's three years running now for this basketball team. Suns lose to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final score last night one sixteen to one hundred four. I was shocked at halftime of the game quite honestly, that the Suns were not down 30. They did not play well, but they wouldn't go away either. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks didn't shoot the ball well. I felt like they had squandered an opportunity to really build a big lead and coast. And credit to the Suns. Third quarter, early fourth quarter, they were in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, They had the lead on three separate occasions in the fourth quarter by three. They couldn't stretch it anymore. And I think what you heard Monty Williams say there is, Played Devin Booker too many minutes. He didn't come out in the second half. He, he you know, there was the, the not the normal rest patterns there. He did, and I don't know if this was by design or not. But when the game got really tight in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. when the Bucks answered, Devin Booker wasn't getting the shots. Now you can credit the Bucks defense certainly. Um, you know, the, the there was a a leaning on DeAndre Ayton after he came back. After getting his fifth foul and sitting out, and I think he was out of rhythm, and oh, he played think? basically horribly down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, There's no did. other way to say yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Um, but, you know, that's a game it, it, you do take some positives out of it. But now we're looking mm-hmm. at a three-game uh, three game losing streak, and I think this grip on a top-four seed is certainly tenuous. I think staying yeah. out of the play-in tournament is certainly tenuous right now yeah. because we have no clarification on the De- Kevin Durant situation. No, no. Now, so a couple things about this. Uh, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. I think that last night's game to me looked very much like the Kings game, only a different team that they were playing. Uh, the Suns were overwhelmed early. It looked like it was going to be a blowout. Uh-huh. And then through quarters two and three, the Suns fought their way back and then just ran out of gas and fell real flat at the end. That's that's pretty much the base baseline narrative of the last two games, but the way that the Kings and the Bucks win and the way they look is dramatically different. There's a lot of elite defense being played by the Bucks who do not have the kind of shooters that the Warriors and the Kings threw at the Suns in the last two games. Uh-huh. Yet there was a lot of Giannis and there is a lot of the what he does. There was a lot of the lowering the shoulder. There were a lot of free throws. There was a lot of complaining afterwards. Uh, and before we get into that, before we get into the weeds with this, um, I, I think that I, I think what you said is 
accurate. I think there's going to come a time where I think the Suns are going to look at Kevin Durant, and if this timetable really is about precaution, then that timetable might get adjusted if you can't beat Orlando tomorrow night. You lose that game, you might start looking at that timetable a little differently. Yeah, the next two games, uh, and I was listening to Tim Ring on the post-game show on the way home, and I think he's correct in, in pinpointing it this way. This is this is not where the Suns wanted to be in this three-game stretch, despite no. it being a tough stretch. But you look at Orlando and Oklahoma City, those are games you absolutely have to have. Yes. I thought that for the game in general, I thought the way the team and, and the organization and the fans handle, handled the Jay Crowder situation, was absolutely perfect. Class at the beginning, and then he's the enemy. Yeah, um, and it worked out to you know the first timeout of the game is when they ran the 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 Jay, the, uh, Jay Crowder montage video, and you know there was the, the the announcement. Hey, thanks Jay Crowder for everything you did for Phoenix basketball, and I, <laughs> it was funny because Jay Crowder did not expect that. And when that video started, one of his teammates tapped him on the shoulder and pointed to the video board, and you could read his lips, and he was like, oh, bleep. <laughs> like, he didn't, yeah. he didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Uh, and I, from my vantage point, and maybe depending on where you were sitting in the arena or how it came over on television, I heard mostly cheers. I heard mostly positive from the crowd for Jay Crowder, and then when the video was over, it was back to competition. And you're right. He was the enemy again, and that's the way it should be. I, I, I don't think I've ever been more angry about the Jay Crowder situation than I was last night. Because really? watching, watching him play for the Bucks, he looked really good. He looks really in shape. He looks quick. And you could see the good Jay Crowder last night. And you're like, why are you on that team? Why are you not on this team over here where what you bring to that team off the bench is exactly what this team needs over here? Yeah. And I was really getting angry at it last night. If Jay Crowder came out last night a little pudgy, a little soft, a little old, bricking shots, I might have gone, yeah, you know what? We got the best out of him. But well, how could that happen? He worked out every day for like six <laughs> hours. That's true. I know. We can it's make It's just fun so of funny. It. Also, that the, is kind of funny. The way this season played out, he would have started nearly every game this season. But after became, the game, he even said, I shouldn't have gotten hung up on that. Yes. Yeah. But here, here, before the game, when he met with the media, he said, look, I'm not talking about any don't ask the questions but that subject did come out because he's coming off the bench and there was some speculation maybe he would have started last night with Chris Middleton not playing he didn't he came off the bench and he talked about that that's what matters the most uh, starting it's not something that I uh, always got too caught up in I think uh, ending the game means more than starting the game even though both of them are pivotal I just feel like for myself I do want to be able to put myself in a position to close games uh, I think I'm a I'm a good closer. I'm solid on defense, and I can I can make um, other teams' defenses pay on the other end. So that's my that's my goal is to try to, to try to end games as, uh, as best as possible. Yeah, and Jay Crowder hit a couple threes mm-hmm. last night. He shot a, a decent percentage. Didn't shoot the ball a lot, but he contributed. He mixed it up with Devin Brook, Booker mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he does. He plays. He's a perfect ingredient, perfect addition to what they needed at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been perfect for what the Suns have needed. This is what I'm saying. You just, I just watched him play last night. I'm like, why isn't that guy playing like that? But in in the Suns uniform, it's it it could have been so avoidable. Yeah, and and clearly something happened that made it not possible. But it just it's just so stupid. 
The clock is ticking on you to join the Madness for your shot at the grand prize $1,000 and tickets to next year's Madness tournament. Just text BUCKS to 62620. Fill out your bracket to compete in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. That's BUCKS to 62620. Coming up next, BUCKS. That's what Byron Murphy Jr. is getting from the Minnesota Vikings and not the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into the latest with Cardinals free agency next year on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL free agency frenzy with Pitley and Marotta mornings. Zach and Byron are both good players. Um, you know, we'd love to we'd love to keep them. There's obviously going to be a uh, financial component, component, a business component that comes into that. Those discussions will continue to take place over the next couple weeks as we approach the start of the league year. And you know, those are those are things that there's always. Uh, uh, we'd love to keep everybody. We'd love to, to pay everybody. And, and unfortunately, the way the league's set up, that's not always possible. But those discussions certainly are going to continue to take place. It's Monty Austin for back on February 28th at the Combine and. Indianapolis previewing free agency for the Cardinals and Zach Allen, Byron Murphy Jr., two of the uh, top free agents, really two of the few free agents on this long <laughs> list for the Cardinals yeah. that stood out like, well, those are guys you probably want to keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, they went 0 for 2. Uh, Zach Allen's going mm-hmm. to Denver yesterday. The news breaks that uh, Byron Murphy Jr., who, well, let's just say this, two-year deal to go to Minnesota. That'll become official today. Mm-hmm. When even before Zach Allen left, there were some some figures thrown around, some people projecting on what Byron Murphy might get, and mm-hmm. I saw figures in upwards of sixteen million dollars per season for Byron Murphy. He got twenty two for two. That's a that's a very, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, a very affordable contract for yeah. a team. And the Cardinals, I don't know why. Didn't want to play. Maybe Byron Murphy just wanted out. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know at this point. No, but we don't. If the Cardinals didn't want to play in that neighborhood for their top yeah. cornerback, I'm not sure what's going on here. Yeah, listen. The, so the corollary to that is maybe the Cardinals, because a lot of people, we've been here in this space many times over the years with Cardinal fans going, come on, when are you going to do something already? And and I think we're hearing that now. There's a lot of impatience. There's a lot of, okay, what are we doing here? And, and I think in the case of both these guys, there might have been a little of the latter. There might have been a we want gone. Uh, Zach Allen might have wanted to follow Vance Joseph to Denver. Yes. And and Byron Murphy Jr. might have wanted out of here as well. Monty Ford is new general manager. You know, again, you know how this is. These are not his guys, right? I want to build my own team. Build my own team. And I think if you, if you with a fresh set of eyes and watched Byron Murphy Jr. and did not know he was a local and did not know how much he improved, would you look at him and say, that's a must-have guy? I, uh, personally, I would have said yes, but I could see a world where Monty Austin, for, where it's not hitting him the same way. I think your, your overarching question is, is correct, though. Where, what are you going to spend money on? If, if neither of these young guys kind of pencil into your future, gives you an idea how bad this roster must be, according to Monty Austin for it. Yeah, but you know, to your earlier point, it makes sense. You come in as the new guy and you're inheriting a four-win team. And the dysfunction of 2022 is well chronicled. It's been well chronicled on this show mm-hmm. and other news sources. So we know about that. So Austin Ford comes in. But part of that process, in my opinion, is, okay, the previous guy 
he didn't leave me a lot to work with. But you have to take advantage with those mm-hmm. pieces that are workable. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, again, we, we, we don't know at this point. Maybe we'll find out more in introductory press conferences from Zach Allen and Byron Murphy Jr. in their new homes if that was indeed the case. It was time to move on. Uh, appreciate the Cardinals, but you know, greener pastures are calling. We don't know if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what the Cardinals' interest in keeping Byron Murphy was. Their moves to this point... You know, you you bring back Kelvin Beecham, surprise move. You bring back Will Hernandez. And I would have thought with the amount of free agents on that offensive line, that would have been an opportunity for Monty Austin for to do exactly what we talked about. I'm building this thing from the ground up. Yeah. Because, you know, the results weren't great last year, even before the injuries. Well, it's your your way of buying yourself. If you're a new GM, it's a way of kind of letting your new bosses know, hey, I'm going to need some time here. All these pieces you thought were the future. Well... I mean, in my opinion, that's not the right tack to take. Well, Time no. does not exist in the NFL. See, now you're getting teams, into my realm. Teams Time want, is just a concept, brother. You're yes, getting into my realm teams now. Teams want to bottom mm-hmm. out. Uh-huh. But that doesn't matter for the guy who's bottoming out from the front office <laughs> yeah. or the head coach uh-huh. who's tasked with trying to win football games. It it it, it those things don't jive. Yeah. I I'm with you, and and to me, I, I just I would have if I were the new incoming general managers, these would be the two guys that I would have paid, and 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 so what I think is happening now, I keep going back with with every day that this sort of narrative begins to unfold, I keep getting back to the fact that I uh, Michael Bidwell telling us in this studio it's time to rip the bandaid off, and, and that to me, as Jared pointed out yesterday, seems to be code for we are about to go do what the Diamondbacks are just getting out of. And like, oh great! So we're in a, but again, rebuilding modes don't aren't supposed to exist in the NFL. They're not supposed to. You no. can't. It's not an apples to apples no, comparison with the Diamondbacks it's because not. you can absolutely turn things around in one year for mm-hmm. the. So if you're in a multi year rebuilding process in the NFL, at the heart of it, you're doing it wrong. Unless. You're in this specific situation where your star quarterback is going to miss at least half the season coming up. There's no point in trying to rebuild in one year in that case, don't you think? There's some of I that. Don't know. There's I mean, some Kyler of Murray's that coming back at some point. He is coming back at some point. Well, You're right. and, and then it then it comes down to the fact that did these guys want to be here? And and the answers might be no. And it, it might have nothing to do at all with facilities or NFLPA reports. It might happen to be young guys going. They're not winning here. I've just been here. I've just I've seen this, and I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go jump on a different train. That might there might be some of that. And well, the team was... the team's not going to admit that. Last thing the Cardinals want to do is 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 buffer this idea that oh ew, and admit yep. that they're not an attractive destination. Yeah, right now. but that right. is two guys who were key figures on that defense for a team again that was. Ten and two at I one could point. Not dis- I cannot agree with you more. And and, now and, and the mentoring factor, the thing that makes me is ma- the maddest about Zach Allen is you're wasting all that great mentoring that JJ Watt gave the kid. That whole all that education, he's now often taken that to Denver. I was just thinking that because JJ Watt gave him a glowing tweet oh, when yeah. he left, just like Buddha Baker gave Byron Murphy Jr. a glowing tweet. And if you're if you're going to respect the opinions of any two players on the Cardinals, J.J. Watt and Buda Baker well, endorsing these two guys. You could take it a step further and theoretically when, when guys on existing teams give big high fives to guys who, who get big contracts elsewhere, it could be a sign that things aren't the healthiest where, where they're at. 
Like, good for you. Yes. You, you got your escape hatch. Good you for you. Out. you. You got, got out. You got out. Good for you. There's a lot of that going on with Christian Kirk. Good for you, man. Terry Fitzgerald from the sidelines. Good for you, man. <laughs> well done. Yeah, just, I mean, although Fitz clapped for Kelvin Beecham too, who's back. That for two is years. true. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. It's true. Fitz claps for everybody. He's just clapping for everybody. You just it? don't know what the hell they're going to be doing in the secondary now, because Bradbury, the other guy that was linked to the Cardinals, mm-hmm. resigned with the, well, the Eagles, and and it was not a you know bank breaking yeah. deal there either. So, but look so, what they've lost from this defense. Ben. Oh, JJ oh, Watt is gone. Oh, Byron Murphy's oh, gone. Oh, Zach Allen okay. is gone. That's three of your top four defensive players from a year ago okay, on a defense. That was not that yeah. great anyway. No, let's listen. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. There are people who think that the Cardinals have by far the worst offensive and d- defensive line combinations in the NFL by far, and that's a bad place to be in the NFL. If your idea, if you suddenly buy into the Eagles' doctrine that what matters most is to be airtight and deep up front, then the Cardinals are a million miles away from the Man, game right now. I don't now. know if I'd buy that. Yeah, Those people that say you win in the trenches, what do yeah. they know? <laughs> Mark Schlereth. <laughs> things. What do they know? The butt guts. Okay, so... so, so I, now, and here's what I think about that. I think the defensive line, I am really scared about that now. You, you say goodbye to J.J. Watt. You say goodbye to Zach Allen. Really? Okay, the offensive line... I look at this and I go, Josh Jones came on strong last year. They've re-signed Kelvin Beecham, and DJ Humphreys is still a good player. And Will Hernandez. Too. And Will Hernandez, they signed. Now, you, if you go out and make this trade for this Ryan Kelly, I, I'm, I'm convinced this trade is there for you if you need it, is to trade down with Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, Indianapolis, and, and get this center and give them your draft spot, take their draft pick, maybe a second round if you can get it out of them, and say thank you very much. Now you don't have an offensive line that's all that bad. But, but the defensive line is but dreadful. Does this seem like a team right now that is willing to pay a center top dollar? It doesn't seem like that's the case. Who are they going to pay? I, I I don't think it's going to be Ryan Kelly. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing is, too, it's like, yeah, well, I know. I didn't think Kelvin Beecham would be back and the either. the reason so Ryan knows? Kelly's available is because of that, because yeah. the Colts have to make a, you know, They've got to adjust their numbers. Because they're saying the same thing. We suck. <laughs> we suck. Uh, text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, news around the NFL outside of Arizona and some that uh, might involve Cardinals going elsewhere. We'll get into the latest next as the league year starts. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Uh, you know, I, I would love to give you as much information as I can, AJ. But right now, um, you know, we, you know, we've just been, you know, keeping our head down. Uh, obviously, paying attention to the headlines and tabloids and stuff like that because you got to. Uh, you know, when you hear some of those trade rumors, uh, how you, you will hate to think that you know all of those things are lies. <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, I've been traded before, and uh, you know heard speculation about it and I kind of shoot it off and I was like nah the, the Texans would never trade me and then next thing you know here I am going to the Cardinals so you know we, we keep we keep close attention to the tabloids but we don't put anything out in the, in the tabloids ourselves you know we just
just, you know, we, we, you know, DeAndre Hopkins going to do what DeAndre Hopkins doing them on the field. And that's all that matters. That is DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals, still of the Cardinals. Last Wednesday, appearing on the Pat McAfee show on the trade rumors that are out mm. there. There's a full court press going on now. It's players recruiting DeAndre Hopkins oh, yeah. on social right. media. A lot of it coming from uh, Dallas. Where Micah Parsons, the star uh, defensive player for the Cowboys, just tweeted, At DeAndre Hopkins, it's about that time with not one, not two, but three sets of eyeball emojis. Wow. That uh, really must be something. That was quoted, uh, quote tweeted by his teammate, Trevon Diggs. Nah, for real. At DeAndre Hopkins. And then DeAndre Hopkins responds with just the shrug emoji. Can you imagine we're talking about mm-hmm. a, a emoji usage on a regular basis with big, tough emotional NFL players? <laughs> emoji exchange. <laughs> uh, now, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN earlier this week uh, has done some, some recon on this. Uh, he writes, the belief from teams I've spoken to is the Cardinals want hefty compensation for Hopkins, Good. a premium day two pick and more. His age and last year's suspension are issues for some teams, but a new team would be getting a premier receiver who I'm told is highly motivated to reaffirm his spot among the best. And his deal is fairly manageable with $34.4 million over two years that can be restructured to save nearly $10 million in cap space this year. Well, day two it's, pick. A, it's, it's yeah. a little more complicated than that because I think DeAndre uh, Hopkins is going to want a big boat of guaranteed money as well. Yeah, but he didn't the, hire an agent for nothing. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. You're right. Remember his quote: I, "I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get smoked in this process. I'm not going to get the short yeah, end." Yeah, because right. yeah. Yeah, that's what's happened recently. Um, yeah, listen, I think this is the first real test of Monty Austin Ford's nerve here because I think that the, it, the demand for DeAndre Hopkins doesn't seem to meet the price of what that demand should generate, and so I think that you need as Monty Austin Ford and G of this team. You need to get um, a, a, a little tough about this and and I think he is because this thing has now morphed from a second round pick to a premium second round pick, which I would think would be a top 10 pick in the second round. Well, how else would you define premium? Yeah, but that's not you where can't, the- Yeah, you can't you can't dictate who you trade with. So you you know if if you're if if the Cowboys want to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, they might say, "Yeah, we'd love to hook you up, but we're sitting here with the, you know, we don't have a premium second round pick and a player." They Yeah, their second round pick is at 58th overall. Okay. So that's at the that's, end of the yeah, second round. Yeah, that's not premium. No. And so I I don't know how you get to that. You make those numbers work, but they've they've got charts, they've got analytics and all that kind of stuff. I just think that that there are enough teams that really want DeAndre Hopkins and enough examples of big-time receivers making big-time impacts in cities that they're going to do this, that they're going to, somebody is going to meet the Cardinals' price if they hold firm. That's what I would do. Yeah, so that's something to look out for. Maybe as early as today with the league year starting. Uh, there's been a, a, a ton, as you know, of, of reported signings. We'll keep you up to date on the latest. Uh, One o'clock. Arizona time is when that league year starts, and that's when teams can start possibly, potentially, theoretically, start making offers on Lamar Jackson, who has uh, the non-exclusive franchise tag signed, and actually not signed, Mm -hmm. offered by the Baltimore Ravens. There was some reports yesterday that Adam Schefter put out there that Lamar Jackson, over the past few months, turned down $200 million of guaranteed money. Lamar Jackson himself refuted that on social media, 
and said, no, it was three years, $133 million, fully guaranteed. You really think I need an agent? Something to that effect is what he put on social media. Um, think about that for a second. <laughs> you turned down $133 million of guaranteed money to stand on principle. Mm. I, which again, That's, I yeah. I I cannot begin to somebody understand else's it. Principle too. Somebody else's yeah. principle. Yeah. If if you were one of the few quarterbacks that wasn't getting guaranteed money, I could see standing and dying on that hill or trying to die on that hill. One guy got it. I know. I know. One guy. I know. And 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 the and the one guy who's who broke all of that who was Michael Bidwell. He was the next one up with Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so to me, again, I, I understand that I understand that Lamar Jackson as a football player, he has always been fighting a perceived battle, a battle of stereotypes, whether it was racial bias, what whatever it was, he has had to the running quarterback. The running quarterback. Well, uh, he can't throw he the should, ball. He, he should, should be a receiver in the league. He should move to cornerback. He should be a wide receiver. He can't play that position. What did he ever do in college? And and so he's been fighting this his entire year. He's won an MVP and, and he's probably thinking I'm still fighting this, but I'm the only guy who will fight this and I'm going to fight this. I I, I just I wish he wouldn't because I love the I love the kid. I love his attitude. He's great to watch. He's a great ambassador for the city of Baltimore. I, it, it just, it, I just wish he would know what he's really up against here. He's up against a cabal of billionaires who would rather put an ice pick in their ear than give a quarterback a 100% guaranteed contract. Yeah, if because it opens a floodgate. They're just not, they're not going to do it. Yeah, but They're it, just not going to do it. And he's If it's that important to the quarterbacks and maybe even trickling down to the rank and file of the NFL, you know what? Do something bold. The next CBA negotiations, non-starter. Kill the game if you have to. If it's that important, Mm -hmm. it'll never happen. Don't don't put it all on one kid's shoulders. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Where's the backup here? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Or or why don't they just, why why can't they find a compromise? Why can't they give Lamar Jackson a three-year deal and 100% guarantee it? You know, somebody pointed out Kirk Cousins got a, a completely guaranteed deal in Minnesota, but it was shorter and it wasn't for an astounding amount of money. So no one made a big deal about mm-hmm. it because everyone looks at Kirk Cousins and goes, oh, you're goofy, dude. Go away. I think you know, any I think it was still astounding money at the time. <laughs> it's Kirk Cousins we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a lot of plaid shirts. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of flappy-eared hats. Uh, <laughs> you can right. text the word Valley to 620-620, become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. That's Valley to 620-620. Coming up next, we'll get more into the Suns' loss to the Bucks last night and a lot of the frustrating ingredients of it. Vinny's view straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona sports, the local sports leader.